Hello and welcome everyone. It is the Reader Copy Podcast for Wednesday, July 19th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host Daniel. Yes, welcome everyone to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on this beautiful Wednesday, if it is Wednesday for you. I don't know when they listen, Yeah, uh, but I'm ready. I got my Rockstar yeah. uh, Zero Sugar. You know what? You are Rockstar. Yeah, and everyone knows Rockstars, they always drink Zero Sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sugar's not in their diet. I think so. When they have like too many drugs in the system, they yeah. can't take sugars out of the question though. No way. Sugar, yeah. that's their bugaboo. Let me ask you, do you think that we have rock stars anymore in real life? Like what do you, I, Van Halen's and- it, I guess um, it wouldn't be Stones like- is, uh, Do they have to be playing rock anymore? It's not, I don't think it's rock stars, specifically rock music anymore, right? Yeah. Rock is definitely not as big as it used to be like in the 80s. Like what are rock stars today? Like One Republic, you know, like, <laughs> like commercial bands, right? Like they make commercial music. Is Maroon 5? Considered okay, rock. and even them, they're not that big anymore. Right, when you're ho- when you're a, a host or whatever, a judge on The Voice, I don't think you're a rock star. You can't yeah. take the label anymore. Who, who do you think is a rock star? I think it's the rappers, right? It's probably the rappers nowadays are quote unquote rock. St- like when you think of like the Wild Childs of today. Well, what is even rap anymore? That's a big question too. It's so different. Like the SoundCloud rappers are the ones that are like probably living the quote unquote rock star lifestyle trash uh, hotel room. What about like the big EDM DJs? Okay. Okay. Maybe just different drugs are taken, right? Yeah. But I think they're the ones that are like selling out arenas and stuff. I think so. Making the real dough. Yeah. I, I really agree. love the rock star life. But I don't really know those people. Like I, I don't listen to EDM that much. Yeah. Do you have any favorites or any? Um, Kind of. Like I, it's weird because like I won't listen to all their songs, but I like certain tracks. You dip into it? Yeah. Oh, what, uh, Calvin Harris or something? That's like pretty popular though. Yeah. Or like, um, there's, I don't even know how you pronounce the name. Maala? M-A-L-A-A. Maala? Is that the, the woman that wrote a book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when she DJs, uh, he wears. Uh, oh, it's a he. Okay. Yeah, he wears like a full-on like bank robber mask. What like the hell? a you know the what is just the eye holes in the mouth are cut out. Oh, like a, like a ski mask. Yeah. Okay. But you know now they're for bank robbing. Really? Yeah, he wears one of those. Okay. He's like a mix a big show of it. I mean that he wears it all. That, time. I don't know what he looks like. That's so funny. I, w- I want to ask you. Do you know who Yeet is? Huh? Yeet. Do you know who Yeet I, is? I thought that was like a a saying, a verb. It is, but also it's a person now. Okay. It's one right. of those up and coming rappers. Come to life. Honestly, he wears the exact same thing you're talking about, like oh, the ski really? mask thing. No. And he's like a big rapper. Uh, and it's very bad music, but I could get into it every once in a while. There's it's one a, of those like, yeah, little pump style. Point in, um, you know, when you're a kid, you say you're always going to be on the newest music. Cutting stuff. edge. But uh, when I hit 30, it was like, n- there's no more new music. And oh. whatever it was, I didn't listen to it. You just have blinders to it? Yeah. And it's just like, I, well, also the invention of like streaming music. Yeah. And no more listening to the radio. Therefore, whatever's new, it doesn't matter because you're listening on demand. On demand. Okay. So you can always just like pop in something you favor more like something yeah. older you yeah. listen and to it, it, I have I struggle to find good new music me too sometimes and it's not that I can't find stuff it's that I can't love anything yeah. you know what I mean back in the day your new artist would drop an album yeah. and that's what you're doing for the day for the weekend right. is listen to that album and you know it's coming right yeah. it's on your calendar right and I can't get to there anymore well now emotional pull now you just see like a post like um whatever Drake is working on an album a mixtape to drop in at some time okay <laughs> it's like, sure okay who cares and it's like two songs yeah right <laughs> right 
quote unquote mixtape whatever and it's always a whole mixtape with him and another guy that's true a duo uh album yeah, now it's always collabs yeah collabs that's the word yeah that's a bit annoying um and you know i i uh taylor swift has been really oh, releasing that's, that's my rock star nowadays definitely zero sugar <laughs> she's one of my favorites back in like high school yeah i listen to her music get really sad and stuff but she's been re-releasing her music right because she has because of the contract she was under scooter braun stuff okay yeah and it's crap it's not as, like the new it's not as good as the first version i i'm sorry you try and mm. you know shield your loved ones or things but taylor is not as good oh my gosh so you really you hit the wall you there's you don't I, like new music that's it huh <laughs> It's literally old music, but fine. <laughs> so um, this is what I learned. She, during this tour that she's doing. Right. She does like a hundred shows. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then each show would earn, I think it's like 50 million. 50 mil. Right. Wow. But after, after paying for the venue and advertising and all the crew and equipment and all that. Yeah. Her takeaway is around 5 million. Per show. Per show. Okay. So of a hundred shows, she just made $500 million. I'd still appreciate chunk of change that's uh, half a yeah. billion uh yeah yeah <laughs> but if she sing songs she already wrote before <laughs> she's literally like the, one of the biggest pop stars though so you think beyonce Probably. is making that much in a a tour well i don't think she's gonna do 100 shows beyonce. yeah she's like i don't need to make that much money sure i think um, she could still make close and less shows um maybe yeah right i don't know taylor swift like i'm surprised the range of age that still is like diehard swifties yeah because i've seen i remember when i was young of course it's like teenagers right and then preteens and stuff right but now those preteens and teens are in their 20s and are still diehard. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at one. Shut up. She just gets what it's like to be a teenage girl. <laughs> she just gets you. Uh, yeah. So that's what I've been listening to is Taylor uh, Swift. Uh, speaking of rock music, though, it, yeah. I did find a new song that I like. So I was Ooh. just like hitting random. Yeah. And I heard this song. And I was like, oh, I like this song. Oh. And I kind of dig it. You're into it? I was like, feeling okay, it? let me see who it is. And it was Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> and what? That guy you feel in some type of way? I'm just like, am I not supposed to like him? Am I supposed to like him? I really don't know his story. I don't like the vibe he puts out. What what vibe is that? Angry? Uh, um, because he started off as a rapper, yeah, and then switched to kind of like alt rock, punk, punky, rock. yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying you can't change, but it seems like he just wants to be famous, famous, mm, yeah. So I'll do whatever is going to make me famous. He does seem like L.A. Calabasas punk rock, right? Because you know, he's yeah. like dating Megan Fox and stuff like that, and yeah. you see him at shows and shit. His album cover is like it's so like what uh, a marketing team would think is like. Like the cool okay because okay. he's like he has a guitar and he's standing in like an empty pool <laughs> i don't know okay <laughs> you shot at his pool or something like i don't know i'm just like Olympic this is size. so like urban outfitters uh, <laughs> good marketing i don't i i do like the song though <laughs> He's your new favorite artist. You might have, no, no he, his his music might be like your calling. It's the new new way for you, which is gonna suck. <laughs> well, I'm just not gonna tell anybody. Yeah, keep it to yourself. He's yeah. he's your Taylor Swift. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was searching for more music, I did find another band I never heard of, but they might be old. I I don't know. Okay, this is fun. Um, that I liked. It's a uh, a day to remember. That's yeah. the name of the band. That okay. Is it like punk rock alternative? Yeah, I would say it's kind of like a mixture of Linkin Park and pop punk. These like 
spin-off, not big. Yeah. Alternative punk. They have like full sentences as their name. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because it, like they're inspired by other ones. So sometimes their name of the band is a lyric from another band Jeez. song. Okay. And it's just, you have to know the connection. It's a connected universe. Sure. Yeah. Jeez. Sounds like an enemy. It's also a cheat. It's like, oh, you like them? You'll probably like us. Okay. People are looking up the lyrics and like, oh, yeah. it's a whole band. Mm-hmm. And I, I also bought a ticket to a concert. You did? To an old band because they're doing like a reunion tour. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. What band was that? That is Yellow Card, which that was 20 years ago that they were a band. I honestly feel like I only know one of their songs. Oh, really? Ocean Avenue. I will say that album, I liked every single song in that album. Really? Yeah. So I, that's why I'm excited for it. The tour because it's like an anniversary of that album. Okay. Okay. They're going to be a bit. I remember like he was the main singer was just yeah. touring by himself or whatever. Yeah. Because I, I, he was like the real, mu- I don't want to say the other ones are not real musicians, but it was like, that's the only thing he can do. This is my life. This is my life. Yeah. I'm a musician. <laughs> Let me get in the luggage. I don't know why <laughs> he thought it was going to turn Southern, but <laughs> yellow card. <laughs> and their band has a violinist. Cool. So I- I'm digging it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go to that. Are you listening to anything new? Um, Let's see. I told you about Yeet already. Pretty bad music, but still listening. What's bad? To- you know what I've been looking listening to for, uh, previously? What? Was Bjork. This is like okay. weird experimental music. Is it I, even music? I don't know. Is, is Bjork a person? Is, 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 is she an alien? I don't know. But I've been giving it a try and I like it. Uh, it's are you just, sure? I think so. It's, Do you want to like it? No, I think I like it. Okay. The music, I don't know what the lyrics are about really, mm-hmm. but the weird like rhythms of it, I really like it. And I I get the impression that she has a lot of different types of music. Is that what it is? I, I, don't I didn't know. live through I, it. I never Bjork? Uh tried it. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared. You're scared. <laughs> You might listen to her She'll like summon into your room Like she's Beetlejuice I or just something. don't know What I'm getting into Yeah Yeah I, uh, I'll i have to break it down Like listen to Every single thing Okay But uh, Yeah I, I like it Alright well Maybe I, I will check it out uh, While I'm doing that Why don't you explain How the show works Here at Reader Copy We have three different parts First we'll run down The comic book news That came in this week In the middle We'll talk about A comic book And today we're talking About the unwritten At the end We'll talk about Our side stories That's what we talk about uh, we've been watching, reading, any entertainment we've enjoyed this week. Okay, let's get into that comic book news. We know the Superman legacy has found its Clark Kent and Lois Lane. Right. And then out of nowhere, they cast like a whole bunch more heroes that I didn't even know were going to be in the movie. That's right. We have a hot girl going to be played by Isabella Merced. Uh, Mr. Terrific played by Eddie Geb- Gethethi. <laughs> I'm giving that a know, try. I don't know. Gre- Guy Gardner, Green Lantern played by Nathan Fillion, who I think is the big get. Oh, he's the big get. I think so. And also we should say a follow-up casting. We also have... Have uh, Metamorpho can be played by Anthony Kerrigan. I, I like that actor, but overall, this plethora of heroes that yeah. are seemingly random. Sure, yeah. It makes me wonder how this story, this movie is going to be told. Right, yeah. It really makes you like your head just like wonder what's going on, what's the story going to be. Yeah. Are we just going to start with the world is used to superheroes? It just sounds like it. I think so. And there's just a lot of them, like, like a yeah. lot of them, it's, it seems yeah. like, right? I think that is how it's going to feel. Yeah. It's just DC universe is already existing, right? Let's skip to phase like one and a half or something like that. True. <laughs> Thing is, like we criticized the old DC yeah, EU right. for like jumping the gun. What but, do you think about this? But for certain characters, I don't need to see a Superman origin again. I don't need to see a Batman origin again. True. So 
I'm kind of okay with that, especially if it's called legacy. Yeah. Okay, legacy, right. Yeah. It's a group existing. Yeah. Uh, in my head, because there's so many random characters, I wonder if it's going to feel like an anthology series huh. movie. Like Superman's telling short vignette stories where he dealt to help oh. these other heroes, maybe, at different points in his life, as his career as Superman, that he's learning from them, they're learning from him. And by the end, you know, we have a full-fledged Superman that we don't need to, you know, live a whole bunch of movies with. I did not even consider that. They're like little stories. It could be like that. It could be like, you know how super, uh, Batman has yeah. Brave and the Bold? Like right. that kind of thing, a pairing off? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think of that. Who knows? Maybe he is like, maybe they're telling stories of Superman. Oh. Together. And then we see Superman. Legacy. Yeah. So you're really building up the legacy of a Superman. I like that. I didn't think of that. Okay. It really does seem like a mix match of characters, right? Yeah. They're not really like part of the same team all the time or anything like that. Especially like the Guy Gardner one. Like mm -hmm. I know he's been in Justice League International. Sure. Actually, these all these characters I think have been in Justice League. Versions, right? Yeah, versions. And like not at the same time. Yeah. In my head at least. So, but Superman has always kind of always been there. You think of him, yeah. yeah so maybe one. he's like, you know, different times when they were there. Yeah. He was there. I mean, Hawk Girl, uh, Isabella Merced, I think yeah. of her as from the cartoon. That the cartoon, like that era of Justice League. Yeah. Like there's already a watchtower and everything. Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily group in these other ones into that one. Right. I mean, like, like later on, maybe. Yeah. Mr. Terrific, I honestly don't know his deal. He's got balls. <laughs> um, of steel? They're like floating balls that he controls, right? He should be the man of steel. <laughs> So this actor, he's played a comic book character before. That's true. Played Darwin in First Class, X-Men First Class. I remember, yeah. Get killed off. It didn't make sense because his powers were like evolved to whatever thing that you need to survive. Yeah. So then he got killed off. It's like, well, your power should have evolved to save you. Exactly. Right. And he but was like doing that didn't. 2000 CG of like kind of morphing into different. Right. I remember that. Yeah. This actor though, he gives me a young, not as charismatic Don Cheadle vibe. <laughs> Am I That's right a, in that? I mean, you, I guess you made it very specific. I but I think I'm correct. I don't, I haven't seen much of him besides that, like, X-Men first class thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a pretty good actor, even though I haven't seen him in a lot of things. Nothing, nothing to call out is, like, pretty bad, but. Yeah. I do think he will fit this straight-laced Mr. Terrific role. Mr. Terrific is, like, what, a high-intellect scientific kind of character? Yeah. He wears a stunt jacket. Yeah. Stuntman jacket. So, I, I mean, I guess Hawk Girl is from another planet, right? Yeah. She's alien. She's alien. But it's more, like, ancient kind of stuff, right? So. Is there myth mythology is more of like the ancient world? I think that's it. It's like weird mythology. I think it's a mix of the different things like the Hawk Girl and Hawk Man character get right. reincarnated into to new bodies. New bodies. But also there's Thanagari, I think, the different planet where yeah. there's just Hawk people. Right. Right. But I was thinking like maybe this is different parts like um, she'll represent like ancient stuff and Mr. Trific is like new modern science stuff. Okay. Guy is like space. Could be different elements that Superman is like part of I'm not, I'm not sure but it seems like a, a weird cast of characters pulling in like the different aspects that to build for universe right magic science because in a space. way superman is part of all those things yeah in a way yeah he he himself is like an immigrant too mm -hmm. you know there's maybe that story in there with hot girl yeah. she is from a different planet mm -hmm. 
Um, Metamorpho, like this actor, do you like him? I think he's really funny in what I've seen him in, which is the HBO show Barry. Yeah. He won an Emmy, right? Bald guy. I think he did. He was absolutely nominated at least. Okay. But um, I, he looks like the character uh, more than this uh, Clark Kent actor looks like Superman. That's Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> it looks like he could use the drawing. He's yeah. the model for the drawing. Right. Right. He was casted before he was casted. Wow. <laughs> he, I, I think um, he's going to do a good job. Especially if James Gunn is writing it, he's probably like the comedic relief maybe. Sure, yeah. I'm I'm going to like it. It's kind of a tragic character, right? Because he's sure. like, you think of it as like Sandman from yeah. uh, uh, Spider-Man where mm-hmm. he's like transformed his body is like something else. And he's yeah. like, I'm different now. Right. Yeah. So I, I think this movie is not exactly what we're kind of expecting from a Superman movie. Me neither. We don't even have a villain yet, so I don't even know how that going to work out? Uh, based on like rumors and all that, they yeah. are like saying possibly Brainiac will be right. the, the villain, but then Luthor is like the through line for him in super, for this in super, uh, future superhero, Superman mm-hmm. movies. Right. Yeah. And then he fights a giant spider. Yeah. So I'm not buying a ticket to that movie. <laughs> I hate spiders, but. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm eager to see this, but also um, after weeks of having the writer strike, the SAG, the Screen Actors Guild has also gone on strike. True. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to see them talking about this. Part of that strike is they can't really promote anything. Right. Like I mentioned, they can't go to conventions and things like that. So that means no Comic-Con? Yeah. At least for their appearances, yeah. Right. So we probably won't... I don't know if they can even like... Uh, they can't audition for anything. I don't think so either. So we probably won't get any more casting news till after the strike's over. Yeah. So uh, I guess this is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing? Right. They. What? How long is it going to take for this strike, you think? Uh, I have no idea. It could it's, be a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you remember the last one? The last that actor one specifically? I don't remember an actor one. Oh yeah. I only remember the writers one in like two thousand, early two thousand. Okay. With the reality show era. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Curious. But, I think actors have more fighting power, or whatever. In my head, I have no idea. As long as the big names stick up for the little names, the right, then the studios will be forced to negotiate. Yeah. True. And then, unless they get creative or something, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's all because of AI. True, yeah. Uh, because I think the the first deal that they wanted to do was like, once we have you, an uh, image of you, we could use it forever. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, especially for the, I think the extras. Yeah, which means they'll never have work again after that one time. The one time payment yeah. type of deal. So of course it's not a good deal for them. My question is like, how much would you get for that? Nothing. Nothing? They really it, don't get paid a lot, right? <laughs> I'll sell my, my likeness for it to be an extra forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not going to be actor. You're the after. only one, so it's like always you. <laughs> I'll do it. What are you doing? Like that Save by the Bell background? I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'll, you know, forget. It. I'll, I'll play the main characters too. <laughs> All right, you're in the Superman Legacy movie now. I'm Superman. <laughs> um, another movie that is affected by this strike is the third Deadpool movie. That's right. Yeah. Um, they already f- started filming, right. right? And they have some scenes already. Mm-hmm. There's already some leaked images of them filming, but they had to stop production because of the strike. Of course. Um, these leaked images, they include Hugh Jackman now yes. in the Wolverine realistic costume from, you know, the Wolverine costume from the comics, from the cartoon. Uh, almost. You think so? I want to say it's almost there. It's just, just, 
just shy of everything I want. Just shy of it? Yeah. Do you have any part of the costume like, that's not quite it? Yeah. I think I know what it is too. What's yours? His face. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> Cover his face with the Wolverine mask. Ah, I see. Okay, that's what you're thinking. I think we'll get it in the movie, right? One scene or something gets ripped off, maybe. Sure. Yeah, and I get it. We want to see Hugh Jackman. That's the moneymaker. Make sure it's him. Yeah. yeah. But also, I, I know what you're going to talk about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was going to say the shoulder pads. Oh, the shoulder pads. I was going to say the arms. Oh, well, the arms? Thought, yeah, because Wolverine has bare arms, no sleeves. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh, you cut, yeah, from the cartoon? True. Yeah. I was thinking bigger shoulder pads sure. to make it look more like unproportionate. Because when I yeah. think of the Wolverine in the cartoons, right. he's like drawn unproportionately, like upper body. Like big. unnecessarily right. <laughs> pointy. And that's what I wanted. This is a bit more realistic, which is fine. Yeah, I guess it works for the movie. Exactly. You know what I want is um, sometimes his boots will have pointier tips coming up to the knees. His boots? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. You know what like, I'm talking about? The, the up to his shin. Yeah. Okay. I want those really pointy. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're talking about though, like past the thigh almost. Yeah. Like he doesn't have them here barely at all. That's, I'd say that's unrealistic. <laughs> I know, I, on screen, it would look very dumb. Yeah, but let's see it. Let's let's <laughs> you know. Let's give it a try. It's, it's going to be in any movie. It's going to be this one. You think they did it? You think they were like in a room, testing yeah. out the different? And the, this is this is not going to work. I can't right. walk. You think? I, I think in the concept art and stuff, they go to the extremes, and because they go to the extremes, they find like a middle ground. Yeah, and sometimes it's a little too middle ground for me. Too okay. Because Deadpool looks like Deadpool because. This costume is simple. It is kind of plain. If anything, yeah. they added more like body armor look to it than the yeah. comics. But yeah. When you're saying like pointy feet, yeah. I was like, he's going to have elf shoes? No, not the toes, <laughs> but the knees, like where the, where the shins are, I guess. I understand now. And it, it's like a V. It's like tube tips. What? <laughs> it sounds like you have an idea for it and you want to make it in cosplay, is it? I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, go for it. Yeah. If I had my brothers, make Hugh Jackman shorter too. <laughs> Yes, please. Cut off a foot. shorter. Make his hair more like the mask. Oh, like even bigger? Even bigger and pointier at the tips. Wow. That's ridiculous. I mean, Wolverine's a ridiculous character <laughs> if you think about it. Uh, do you think his hair gets itchy at the end of the of a shooting day? How much yeah. product does he wear? It's it's a, it's a, like an unnatural shape of hair. Well, I think because uh, when he puts on the mask, it has to fit. Like He has to tuck his hair into those like wing point tips. Of course, yeah. So like it just stays like that when he takes his uh, mask off. When you have like hat hair yeah it's helmet hair right i like it okay uh, I mean, based on all this joking and all that, yeah. for the thing, it sounds like they're gonna. They, they said they mentioned they're gonna change his character a bit. I, they, I didn't really release what, but it's what brought Hugh Jackman back. Is like we are gonna. It's a different take on Logan on Wolverine. Okay. I hope. I mean, it is rated R as we're told, right? So I don't think they're gonna maybe dumb it down or anything like that. But I'm worried because oh, yeah. of what they did with Daredevil. Oh, oh. Daredevil was like a bloody beat him up character, and in She Hulk, he's not so much. A happy go lucky Daredevil devil i didn't yeah. i didn't think of that i thought the opposite end like more more edgy because when i think of uh the original jude jackman he has a heart yeah. of gold at the end of the day <laughs> you know he's gonna save people <laughs> you know he he'll help out rogue in the movie or whatever yeah i think it might be just be like over it this this wolf, wolf, savage wolf the savage wolf there you go like yeah. really angry and is like who's this idiot wade wilson dragging me around universes maybe he's angry because his universe is getting erased that can be, 
Maybe that might be it too. Because the set photos looks like they're fighting in front of like a destroyed 20th Century Fox logo, yeah. like in the desert. True. So this totally is Deadpool kills the Fox Marvel universe. <laughs> you think it was his fault? <laughs> I think that's what they're going for. I like it. Okay. Because we do see it like sinking in the sand or whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm thinking it's like another joke. I wonder how quick it'll be or if he's like running around just picking up the people he likes and dragging them with him. Right. Yeah. I mean, now that we've seen Wolverine in this costume, do you expect to see like Cyclops and Storm in their comic book more accurate attire? I think you will get, like you said, middle ground costumes like this. Like yeah, when you think of uh, Captain America's costume, it does look practical mm-hmm. and kind of the color scheme subdued or a bit yeah. more grayer. I think you'll get that cost, that version. Maybe uh, not as bright as like the end of X-Men Apocalypse, I think, where they do have costumes when they're younger and sure. it's like kind of loud with the colors. Yeah. I think it'll be like this, like this Wolverine where it's like, it's the costume, but toned down. I, I do want to see it though. Like I want Cyclops to wear the blue costume with a yellow belt across his chest. What 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 is that? Is, uh, does he it's have... an intercom. Oh, is it really? <laughs> I think I've seen him use it. Yeah. You push the X and then you could talk to other characters. No, I've never seen him use it. And why does it have to like get splayed across your entire body? It, I mean, there's no point. Yeah. I hope he wears like a brown leather jacket on top of that too. Okay. You're bringing the 90s cool into yeah. it. Leather jackets are back. And then uh, Storm, we've never seen her wear the all white costume, which is what she wears. Really? I yeah. guess I never considered that. Yeah. So let's let's see that. Yeah. I mean, if she's fighting off, she, met, she gets... I guess she's not going to be in this movie, but I was thinking about the sand. It's going to get dirty fast. Oh, she's yeah. wearing all wet, wear all white all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do like the Wolverine costume. I, I mean, it's better than what he's worn before. Yeah. The black costumes, I never really enjoyed. The, yeah, that weird uh, leather look. I'm, I'm not sure about it, but uh, yeah. this one's kind of cool. Maybe the one that he got, we he looked at in the end of the Wolverine movie right. would be even cooler. That was the brown one. Yeah. Um, it also looked like, because it was the helmet, right? With like the gauntlets. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it didn't look like it would fit him though. The mask. What is it too it big? small. Oh, yeah. 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 I think so too. So if he does wear one, I hope it's not, it doesn't look small. Okay. When he puts it on. Yeah. If, if, if you get that like silhouette of a Wolverine helmet, yeah. it might look too weird. If, when you think about it, it's like, that's such a weird look for a real person to wear. And I think that's why I haven't done it yet. Do you, I mean, do you remember when Loki had the giant horns? Yeah. Yeah. Do something like that. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if he can fight and jump on you wearing that. Do you remember the Wolverine video game? I do. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. I like that video game a lot. And he wore a bunch of different costumes in that game. Right. That's one of the better. Um, superhero video games that Spider-Man um, Batman the Batman series are of really course, good yeah and it looks like they announced another one coming this one's based off Black Panther now this is going to be a single player action game a third person view um, coming from Cliffhanger Games uh, I think this is going to be closer to the Batman Arkham games oh yeah you think so yeah because though the Spider-Man games is similar hmm. the character and attitude of the game is different like it's during the day and you know it's not really like uh batman's more like stalking his enemies yeah i think black panther is more like that stalking oh right like that classic shot in the movie where he's yeah. like in the tree and right he was, like, seems like a, a panther about yeah. to prounce on you mm-hmm. yeah so i, I really want to see more gameplay footage but this was just announced mm-hmm. um maybe it could be more globe trotting right than the batman game batman is only in one city he's like uh i mean he's royalty but also yeah. like you know he's like a diplomat right he has right. a whole guard 
yard with him coming up wherever he goes in a limousine. Yeah. So he could see some uh, uh, states you know, inter- interacting with his, yeah. his country. Um, Marvel video games as of late, it's like hit or miss. Like I think the Avengers game was disappointing. Yeah. But the Guardians game was actually pretty fun. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I just finished Spider-Man Miles Morales. That's yeah. a little bit while ago, but that was really fun. So I'm hoping it's closer to those. That quality of game. Because I think the Avengers game was like, let's try to make it like the movies. Because it's Avengers, right? Right, yeah. Whereas the other ones are like, let's try to make it like the comic books. Yeah. And I think that's a better route to go for. You're drawing from the real inspiration and source material. And when it's when you're doing that, you know, you could get more wild with it, I guess. Yeah. And which is good for a video game. They really like know, you know, unleash everything you yeah, can for, right. for a video game. Put out all these characters that maybe you haven't seen yet. It's fine. Yeah. I do like that where it's just unleash everything. Like this game, Wakanda, yeah. it's like futuristic but also like heritage cultural mm. influences in the technology too yeah and that's just so much potential right for like not just black panther but his whole country's you know right armed forces mm-hmm. so cool and like because of video games you could tell their own story yeah and maybe change some things it doesn't have to be exactly what you see on screen from the movies so like i mean the guardians changed a little bit and the miles morales definitely changed something of course so if it's ex- if this black panther game is just like the movie i'm not gonna to be as excited for it. No. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be some kind of like twist. I think um, they might veer off from the characters you've already seen as far as villains go, like Namor or uh, a Killmonger. I wonder what, what they can use for that. Maybe Umbaku is a bad guy in this. Right. He's more of a villain in the, in the comics. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, this is just announced. We probably won't see any gameplay of it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Maybe not till like next year and then the game probably won't be released till uh, two or three years from now. I mean, I think they're just expanding more Marvel games with Iron Man coming out. There's a Captain America and Black Panther game that's still yeah, up in that's the a totally different game. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Marvel is like expanding in the video game space too. Didn't think of that too much. Right. Well, that is it for the news. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. We drop a new episode every week and you won't want to miss it. Just hit that follow button so you don't uh, miss an episode. And we do appreciate that subscription. You can also do us a favor of following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Uh, much appreciated. All right. As normal, we'll get into our story this week. It is called The Unwritten. Do you know that song? Yes. Today, we're going to be doing a comic that's kind of a twist of a well-known story that might be aware of. Uh, the name of the comic today is called The Unwritten, and that's coming out of Vertigo, of course, an uh, imprint of DC Comics back in 2009. And we're just going to be covering the first three issues uh, now, the unwritten, the main story, it actually spanned 54 different issues. That's kind of a mm. pretty uh, pretty good length of story, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some follow-up stories. So actually 71 issues in total. Um, and the name of the trade of this comic for the first story we're doing is called Tom Taylor and the Bogus Identity. Right. Uh, our writer today is Mike Carey. Um, and so this is kind of an interesting uh, writer today that I think I might dip into his comics a bit more because I like this story itself. Uh, he actually did the Lucifer uh, comic book, which is a spinoff of Sandman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a Netflix show. And it's also a Netflix show. <laughs> I was also going to say that it's actually a spinoff of a different book too. Which one? The Bible. <laughs> The book. The book. The Old Testament. (laughs) Um, Speaking of which, he also did uh, a stretch of the Hellblazer comic book. 
Um, another uh, writer-owned book called uh, Crossing Midnight. Mm. I give that an a, a interesting read. It's kind of like Japanese uh, like folktale story kind of okay. makes in the modern day pretty good. And he also wrote a novel called uh, Girl with All the Gifts that had a film adaptation also. So that's interesting. It was was the film the same title? I think so, yeah. Okay, never heard of it. I, apparently they were like, he was also writing the screenplay for the movie uh-huh. at the same time he's writing the book. I was like, well, oh, how so does he, that work? He wanted it to make a movie. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But uh, good for him, right? Yeah. Our artist today is Peter Gross. Um, he also worked on Lucifer. I couldn't track this. I don't know if it was at the same time as Mike mm. Carey, but on the, a similar book. Uh, Books of Magic, which kind of has ties to the story of today, kind of, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, and also American Jesus, uh, which I've read before. It's a Mark Miller book. Uh, more Mark Miller affair, I guess. Right. <laughs> that, that book. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead and uh, jump into what's going on in the story here for the unwritten, right? Uh, we open up on a dark forest. Might be forbidden if you, you might say. Um, but there's our main character of the story, if you will. He's a boy with black hair and circle glasses. Right. Who is like kind of bleeding standing over him is this evil figure with paper white skin mm-hmm. wearing a black robe. Mm-hmm. I've seen this. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> um, he, he, he has two best friends, a boy and a girl. Yeah. They're trying to save it. Sounds kind of familiar, right? I've seen this. Somewhere. <laughs> it, there's magic involved in our story today. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, this uh, chosen boy... Uh, who is he? He's of course Tommy Taylor. Yes, of everyone course. knows him. Tommy Taylor, right? The the main character of a children's novel, yeah. right? Famous <laughs> uh, novel that's, that people have read before. Um, the book is actually called Tommy Taylor and the Golden Trumpet. That's at least the yeah. first in the storyline of the Spanning series. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this is of course it's pretty obvious the analog to Harry Potter. Never heard of it. Never. Heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's interesting about this though is that. That's just a book in the world of the comic books, right? That right. we're reading today. And it's what's actually happening is that character in the book is inspired by a real life person. Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor, right? This guy now who's actually uh, an adult, maybe in his mid-30s or so. And he is, you know, he's like cashing in on the fame of his childhood as the main character of a book. Yeah. So right? I'm trying to think of other like real life scenarios like this, but I can't think of one. Um, yeah, I don't but know. I know there are, there are. Yeah. Where like a kid is in, inspiration for the kid in, the, in a story. And then that story becomes very popular. You know what it is actually is uh, Winnie the Pooh, Christopher Robin. Oh, okay. He's yeah. a real person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this story, uh, Tom Taylor here, you know, he's actually at a comic book convention. Right. He's doing like like a signing. Of course. Yeah. People want to know what the real Tom Taylor is like. And this is real world. Now there's no magic in the real world. And they're all questioning him like, what's it like being, uh, a character in a book, right? You just like him, right? He's annoyed. He's, he's like peeved about it. You know, it's like these people that sign things are like peeved of these, the fandom gets a little bit too in yeah, your business. Lo- yeah. Cause he's like, I'm, you know, my own person. That character was just like inspired when I was a kid. I'm not that kid anymore. Yes. Uh, not to mention in that mess also, his father, who is the author of these books, right. actually disappeared at a certain point. Right. And also the, the fans keep asking about it. And he's like- It's like more mystery. Yeah. And he's like, well, uh, yeah, he disappeared at some point and abandoned me. So it's like a real serious sore note for him. Right. And people think like, oh, you must be rich because these, all these books are about you. But he doesn't get any money from that. No, he got tied up somehow with his disappearance. 
and he's over this convention. He's just like yeah. walking out of there. This he's, convention is is Tommy Con. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's all about that character. It's a big deal, and he's it's kind of like the big star here. And he's save he's putting up a face. Yeah, he'll take pictures of the fans, but he's like, "Get me out of here! This is so." Uh, undignifying right it's funny because he has to go and do a panel now yeah so he's on stage talking about it and there's so many fans like it's a big it's like hall h (laughs) yeah and (laughs) he's he's up there and he's answering the questions but he's very like kind of digging back at his replies like they asked like what's it like everyone knowing you and he's like they don't know me that's not me right yeah and but he's still smiling smiling through it and uh there's this one crazy there too who's dressed up as the books aka voldemort right you're not supposed to say that It's, it's okay. We're not talking about him. <laughs> but like this guy's cosplaying in the audience. Yeah. Like he's got pale white skin, fangs, black robe. Their Voldemort is like a vampire. Yeah. It's his character called Count Ambrosio. Yeah. He's like a Nosferatu type of vampire. That Yeah. Pretty close to, to him. He will not actually be named. Yes. Right. Close to that. But this guy's this cosplayer, he's kind of crazy. And he was like, uh, he thinks it's real in his head. He's like, he's like, right. was it? What did you do to get out of the, the, the attack I had you in, in this one book, in this right. one series, right? And I think that Tom, the the real version guy, yeah, he knows this diehard fan and he's almost like a stalker. So he already knows like this guy is kind of like too obsessed. So he has like security kind of like escort him out. Yeah. Um, and he's just trying to be nice about it though, right? In right. front of the audience. When out of nowhere, someone in the audience, this, this woman uh, stands up. She introduces herself as Lizzie Hexum. Mm-hmm. And she... She has like some serious questions. She's like a student news reporter. Yeah. She's writing a story about him. And she asks this question that kind of like shocks him. Uh, he's She's asking like, you have this picture of you that they ran in the newspaper, um, but the newspaper said it's you, Tom Taylor, when actually it was your neighbor. And there's these other questions like, and your, uh, basically your social security number is not real. It's actually right. made up at a certain point in time. There's all these like facts that she's asking. It was like, who are you? You're like Taking over someone's identity. Yeah. Is this identity theft? Who the heck? Is, is this a bogus identity? Right. And then his agent, who's also on stage, like cuts off the question and is like, okay, thanks for coming. This show's over kind of thing. And he, he escorts Tom out. And even Tom's like, what is that lady talking about? He doesn't know anything about what she's bringing up. They're at a bar right now. And he's kind of just like drinking his feelings away. Like, what? what is my life? Like, what, what did my dad not tell me, basically? Right. And there's all these like theories racking around in his head. There's all these like news articles popping up online now and about like, oh, his dad bought him yeah. from like a European couple just so that he could be like uh, to market the character of his books more. To, right. So like, he'd have a kid. Right. And like he, the agents like just stay low and all these things will blow over. But it's not like there's people outside his house picketing and boycotting him and everyone they're, like they're trying to ruin his life now. It's like this, the, the fandom is too wild. Right. Right. And they're just like yelling at him like, you're a fake. You're a phony. Yeah. You're a phony. This guy's a phony. <laughs> right. And like just crowds of people. And basically his life, he feels like his life is ruined. He's up in his hotel just like, what do I do now? How do I escape even? Mm-hmm. Um, when some servant brings up some food up to his hotel room, right? Yes. Um, and it turns out this is Lizzie Hexum again. Yes. She pretended to be a servant to get in to, to talk to him because she's kind of like apologizing. Like, I didn't know that I was going to like do all this. Yeah. Uh, she looks a bit crazy now too, right? Like yeah. sneaking up to his hotel room and it, it, 
you also get the impression like she knows something he doesn't, which it seems like she does know something. Right. But he doesn't want to listen to her. It's like, you know what you're doing, slams the door on her. And he tries to like continue on with his life. He goes to a book signing uh, at this uh, bookstore. But again, it's like being boycotted. There's a lot of people outside and they're protesting him. And they're saying like, because they love this story so much. Yeah. That they accuse him of like, kind of like. Lies. Um, uh, taking advantage of it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not to mention like his dad isn't around anymore. So it's like, what? What did he do? Yeah, they think like he did something to his dad to get the inheritance money. All these conspiracies and theories. But he just sneaks out the back way. He's literally wearing that like uh, Groucho Marx glasses. Yeah, the nose. disguise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, trying to get out of there. And the agent is just trying to walk him out of there and uh, decides like, okay, this is like a media frenzy, right? right. Yeah. What you got to do is just stay low, right? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll buy you a ticket, you know, like some type of resort thing to stay out of the public eye. And this will all blow over. Don't worry. When he leaves and like takes his plane ticket, he's like, okay, thanks so much. Is he like, he like hugs his agent. Like he's yeah. like, and the agent's like taking back, like we're not this close. Right. <laughs> um, and the, he's like trying to get out of there. But once he leaves the office, the agent, he gets out on a phone call and makes right. a call to somebody. So there's, he's like saying like, okay, it, he's finally been found out. Mm-hmm. Something's going on here. The agent definitely knows something more that he's not telling Tom. Right. And then as Tom's leaving his apartment, he gets jumped from behind and we see who it is. And this guy looks like the Voldemort character. Yeah. The Count Ambrosio. Yeah. Guy. Like, but like not in costume as him, looks like him. Like, like to the T, looks just like him exact in real life in flesh and kind of like clugs him across the head and knocks him out, takes him away to a theater to kind of hold him ransom. He wakes up, he's tied up now uh, in front of this guy. This guy has created like a bomb and he's set up like uh, cameras. I guess he's like streaming this or something, but he's holding this guy hostage. What the Count says is like, this whole world thinks you're the one that crossed into the real world, quote right. unquote. And Cal's like, no, it was me. It was my spells that dragged you out here. He's like pretending to be the real thing. Pretending, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And then the guy like screams at him. And then he like pulls, he like attacks like the pillar that's uh, he's tied to. And you really get a sense like the Count is like super strong. And he yells like, I have this power from sucking your blood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, all this is happening outside the theater. Um, Lizzie, yeah. right? She, I think she's trying to help because she approaches the situation and she tries to sneak past like the police barricade. She does. She even like um, kind of like knocks out one of the security guys so she can get in there. And I think she's trying to save Tom. Uh, she sneaks in there and is trying to attack Count Ambrosio, but Count Ambrosio figures it out and just like slaps the like pepper spray she had in her hand. Uh, and then he goes tumbling back because. Uh, um, he gets uh, disoriented and collides into the bomb. Right. Again, people are watching this, right? This guy's streaming it. Yeah. And the Count Ambrosio gets um, knocked down uh, and he's like right in front of the bomb now as it explodes and everyone's kind of like tossed around. Um, Tom is again knocked out and the only one like up there is uh, Lizzie. But the whole media frenzy gets the story, right? They, they go to the crime scene and get shots of it and the public cannot believe 
believe what they're seeing. Tom Taylor survived a bomb attack. <laughs> the boy who lived. The boy who lived. Yes, exactly. They're like, okay, that's that's it. He's actually magic. Right. They have completely switched now because he's at the hospital, you know, recovering. Yeah. And the crowds outside are like cheering for him. Yes. And it's weird because these people believe he is the boy from the story. He has magic and he survived this attack. <laughs> Tommy Taylor is real. Count Ambrosio is real, and it was a real menace and attacking him. But he won. And he, yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, back in like this old decrepit library, very like gothic looking, uh, we see this character. His name is Pullman. He's got like mud chops and like a big trench coat, and he's taking orders from someone we don't really see, like some type right. of figure in the shadows that's uh, saying, "Okay, Pullman, you have to take care of this. You're the only one." Right. Apparently, um, whoever Count Ambrosio was, that guy was working for these people, but he failed in his mission. So now they're pulling in this Pullman guy to finish him off. Right. Back to Tom Tom Taylor. Um, he's like now he's looked at like a messiah, right? Right. He's like walking out of the hospital and all of the sick people in the hospital want to be touched by him. Yeah. Like, heal, heal, heal me. Yeah. Heal me, uh, touch me and I'll, I'll get cured. And he's just trying to just like get out of there, get gone. Right. right? It's almost worse for him now that yeah. they like him. This chatter is all going on in like uh, internet forums. Right. I, I do want to say my favorite pages in this book yeah. are the shots of old websites. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like full like shots, of, like screenshots of like websites. blogs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like so fun. The year's 2009, people. Like it looks so basic, ugly looking of website. <laughs> I love it. And Tom decides like, okay, I got to get to the root of this. And it all started when that Lizzie girl from the school newspaper came in like questioning me. So I'm going to go to the school, the university and track her down. So he goes there. He goes to like the, I'm guessing like the student services or whatever. And he asked to look her up. And that name, her name is not at all registered in the school. And the guy that's like taking the request, he's like, well, um, Lizzie Hexum, no one in a log, but... I mean, that's actually a character in a right. book from a Charles Dickens book. Yeah. So maybe, is that who you're talking about? <laughs> and he's just like, never mind. I guess I'll just get out of here. Um, meanwhile, following behind him is Pullman, uh, that, that guy with the munchies. him down. And he's just following him, looking at him. And he's like taking a phone call as he's talking about like, okay, I got my target here. Mm-hmm. And then like when he hangs up, the phone, it just like melts in his hand and falls to the ground into liquid. Yeah. But also inside of it, there's letters that spell out the word cell phone. It's like he liquefied this thing and then it be, like text popped up of what it was. I don't, I, I guess this guy, this guy's powers are like, he can touch things and turn them into stories or like text. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. You know? Um, a weird superpower, if you ask me. Uh, Tom now is trying to track down his past. Um, apparently his mom died when he was really young. Right. But the only one left alive that he knows that knew him when he was that young apparently is this woman named... Um, is it Sue? Sue, right. And she was her, his father's like mistress. Yes, yes. Um, and so there's long past between the mistress and the dad. Yeah. Apparently the mistress lives in his childhood home, in Tom's childhood home. Right. So they go there and it's almost like a landmark place, right? Like a sign. Sure. Like this is where Wilson Taylor, the dad lived. Right. But the mistress is like... 
get away from here, fans, as she gets a knock on the door. And it's Tom. Yeah. And he's like, I, I need to talk to you. Even though they have like an estranged relationship, right? This Weird. is like, this is the woman that broke up his family. There's that. But he's the, she's the only one he has left to talk to to get information about his dad. And uh, Sue's like, you, you really don't want to know. Right. It, this, the secret you really don't want to know. But he keeps pressing and she says, okay, walk down the basement steps to the basement and count your steps. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, just do it. If you want to know the truth, you have to do this. And also the lights don't work. Right. It's dark. She closes the door. She, he counts the steps and he counts all the way up to a thousand steps. <laughs> I mean, why would you keep going? I don't know. There's a thousand steps, right? He turns around and when he looks back, he can still see the door. Like it's only like 10 steps or something. Yeah. So he goes back up and he's like, what is that? Like I walked down a thousand steps, but when I turn around, it was, I'm still right here by the door. She really doesn't give a full explanation of things. She was just like, okay, you know, something is different with the world that you do know. Right. Well, you have to go, you have to go to uh, another childhood home back in Switzerland. Yes. This is, I guess, another home he had. And there you'll find... Like the like the housekeeper, the maid. Yeah. That uh, when you were a kid, and you need to talk to her. So it's like just people in his life back in the day. Yeah. That he lost in touch with. Now this manor, this place that he lived in Switzerland, it's actually a real life place. Mm -hmm. It's a, a villa that where Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Yes. Also where. Uh, I think it was John Milton wrote Paradise Lost. So it's mm -hmm. like a historic place. And this is also where your dad wrote your, the Tommy Taylor books. So like all these famous people went there to write these great stories, right? So that's why he needs to go there. And uh, when he goes there, it's almost like these memories flash back to him that he had like suppressed. Uh, we see shots of it and it looks like his dad was beating the hell out of somebody. Uh, and, you know, it's it's a flashback instance. We don't get a really good look of who he's beating up, but it's like, it was a traumatic moment for Tommy. Yeah. Tom here is like what Tommy's age would be in the story. He's like 10, 10 years old. Right. And he just walks into his dad beating the hell out of this guy. <laughs> There's like blood everywhere. And then, and then Tom in current time, as he's kind of like remembering all this, uh, he's startled by these people who show up uh, to this, to this place. And one of them apparently is Lixie Hexum. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing here? What are, what are any of you doing here? Apparently there was a, there's a writing workshop going on and it's all like horror fans, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, like these are where, where Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. So it's like a writer's workshop going on at this estate. So we see uh, like a handful of writers here. And I guess they're doing some kind of like session where they're trying to like introduce to them, to each other, who they are and what style of uh, horror writing that they do. Mm -hmm. uh, and Lizzie is one of them. Lizzie uh, is just trying to explain what's going on here. But also Tommy looks at his, like his hand. Yeah. And there's a tattoo on there. And this is a callback to the book. The boy has a tattoo on the back of his hand that looks like a, like a compass or something. It's like an analog to the, the scar on Harry Potter. Well, sure, yeah. Of course, right? But now he has it in real life. Out of nowhere. Yeah. He's trying to rub it away, but Hexy's, Lizzie's like, it's, it's not going to go away. Just, just... Just accept it, right? Mm -hmm. Some weird things are happening once he got to this place. Um, and he he's trying to figure out what's going on, but he realized he needs to go to the locked room at the top of the house. That's where his dad would just hide away. So there's got to be secrets in there. Right. His dad is like um, a Logan Roy type. Okay. <laughs> 
older guy, angry. Just doesn't take BS from anybody. Especially his kid. Yeah. Because he has a memory of his dad, like, in the phone, on the phone, yelling in that room. And he could never go in there. So he doesn't even know, like, what happened in there or what it looks like. Um, in current time now, he's just standing in front of the door, just almost still scared to go in there. What secrets lie behind the door? He doesn't know. Um, and he does have like resentments towards his dad. He's like angry at him and he's like, he's looking around for clues and he sees like this painting uh, with uh, the devil getting attacked by Michael the angel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, is this where he would keep his secrets? And is it just like that? Because he remembers his dad would always move this thing. Yeah. There has it, to be something about this painting. He always make it straight, right? Mm-hmm. He looks behind it and of course there is a, like a num, like, there's like a letter num lock basically. Right. Like a safe on the wall. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out what letter code could it be. And he's like, maybe it doesn't say actual word. Maybe it's the letters of the book. And he just like plugs in all the different like first letters that are his, of his book. Like, yeah. you know, Tommy Taylor, TT, Golden mm-hmm. Trumpet, GT, and yeah. plugs it in. And it unlocks the doorknob that's missing from the door. <laughs> so now he can get in. Uh, there's also a letter that says, remember what I taught you, Tommy. Use it against your enemies. And so that's a little secret for, for what Tommy needs to use to, to figure this out. And he's like wondering, like, what? Why would he leave me this letter? I don't have any enemies. And as he's saying that, we see as the reader, like, Pullman is outside the house hunting him down. Like, he does have enemies. He it's, just doesn't know it. There's like a, sh- a shock of lightning across the screen. As we see, like Pullman, at least literally put like a scythe right. out of like the the farmhouse. Yeah, um, and we're just gonna leave it there. Kind of a scary beat in the story, mm-hmm. right? Um, I really like this. I thought it was interesting, like how it's a twist on a well known story, and like using that to your advantage of Harry Potter and. And crazy, it's real. Yeah, it's real. And I think it's like a commentary on crazy fandom and how fanatical sure. people get. Yeah. I um kind of relate this a little bit to Hook. Okay. Yeah. Because imagine you know the story of Peter Pan and then one day you realize, oh, that was about me. That's basically the story. That's what Hook was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like like I mentioned with like Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. and like Christopher Milne, I think is his name. Yeah. It was like my dad took my childhood away and he gave it to the fans. Right. And I couldn't really use my childhood in the same right. way. So that's what uh, this Tom Taylor feels like. Right, yeah. Resentment and things yeah. like that. How does Daniel Radcliffe feel? About this? I'm just saying like- Oh, real life. I spent, you know, my whole childhood being Harry Potter. Yeah. Did I have a childhood? <laughs> I don't know. I think I think most of them t- got away from it pretty good. Yeah. Like I think Rupert Grint is actually still a, like a pretty good actor. Yeah. Just pop up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, I don't know. I think he's, he's happy, it seems like. Yeah, he's weird. Al. He's weird out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going to pick up more of this Mike Carey's books because it's just like, it's an interesting premise. What else can you think of, right? Yeah. I, I mean, things that are happening in the book are coming to life. Um, I-, I skimmed a little bit forward and like it gets more of like the mystical things in the book are popping up in reality now. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm wondering like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're going to reveal as far as like, is the whole real world, the fake mess- mystical world real? And are they going to jump there or something? Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. 
uh, where the story will go. Apparently, there was crossovers with the Fables comic book. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is kind of fun, right? Right. I think that's that's really cool. This is, um, like, there's some scenes in the book where, like, the book in the book about the kids, the Tommy Taylor kid. Yeah. He finds, like, just like in the in the, re- in the story, <laughs> finds a doorknob and uses it to, like, just anywhere you stick that, any wall you stick it into and turn it, it becomes a door to another place. I like it. And when he opened it, it looks like, almost like a Sweeney Todd universe. Yeah. I think that was, like a joke like that that's actually the world real world at that time for him yeah so it's kind of like a nod to like it's the dad wasn't writing a story that came true right. it was a true story that he was just rewriting yeah which is a crazy idea yeah. i think that's where we're gonna lead to i yeah. like that um i think that's a good place to leave unwritten uh i really enjoyed it did you like it uh, i enjoyed it a lot yeah let's go ahead and jump into side stories I wanted to chat about something we've both been watching uh, every now and then. It's mm-hmm. the latest season of Black Mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a series that I've really enjoyed for a while. I'm guessing people listening know what it is already, but it's mm-hmm. like a anthology series of, I, I don't want to just label them as like horror things, but kind yeah. of like twisted stories revolving around technology. Yes. And it's an anthology thing. So each episode is its own story, right? Yeah. Um, All uh, what, like Twilight Zone? Yeah, Twilight Zone's a good example. Um, it is, uh, originally it was just, I think like a BBC One, like English, mm-hmm. uh, UK uh, series. <laughs> But you okay? You, you okay? <laughs> but of course, Netflix bought it out. In past seasons, I have loved this series. Like, it yeah. really pulls me in some of the different stories. Like, uh, some of them have like really scared me. Some yeah. of them have like I haven't seen all of them, but you have. I, yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but like just my general impressions of those previous seasons. Like, have you watched anything before this season? Have I watched any? Yeah, any. Or just random episodes, not full seasons. Um, I've seen the first episode. Okay. Yeah. Which was, was that the pig one? Yeah, that was a pig one, which then kind of turned me off. <laughs> I was like, I, I know what they're trying to do, and I I just wasn't into it, so I didn't give it a chance until you know a lot later people were hyping up this show yeah i was like maybe i i missed something i think i honestly i didn't finish that episode <laughs> that's why i like oh. the series <laughs> okay i literally skipped that one i'll spoil it he does it okay. <laughs> no thanks uh, there are, okay there are other episodes yeah that are like you'll follow like like like, like this like trotting story where it's like super intense and then you'll just like leave it on the big twist and mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't know what I know anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other stories that are like, oh, that's so sweet the way they end it. And it, like, I like was literally crying at the end of this episode. Yeah. And there's other ones that are just as just, okay. <laughs> okay. But it's, it's, it's an anthology. It's up in the air of the quality. Now Netflix bought it. So it's like full on American, like mostly American type of actors in the, in the series. Right. And you don't like it. I think it's like, well, they get big stars. They're getting big stars now, yeah. Right? Like uh, Aaron Paul. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Um, so yeah, seriously big stars in this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it, I'm not saying it's worse, but I just don't get, that it takes me out of it sometimes. Okay. Maybe that was the point of that one Selma Hayek episode. Yeah. Um, it's kind of part of it. Right. Um, but I think I like, I just like previous seasons better. They're more drastic and really effective, the other seasons. Um, and then there's some like literally like whole scenes that are just dumb. Like the, oh, really? Do you remember the Netflix thing where they're like, they're making it into a choose your own adventure thing? Yeah. That was just a random one episode, right? I think you're right. Maybe it was like a special. Yeah. Bandersnatch. 
I didn't like that. Like, I got super hyped up about it. Like, this is a cool idea. I was scared. It scared me. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, this is too real world. Yeah. This is this is VR. It's like, I don't like it because I am controlling it. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally affecting my reality. Yeah. What am I going to watch next? Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't want to spoil it, but it ends with, like, trying to, like, get you... <laughs> I don't like it, yeah. But I mean, that's what it is, right? It's yeah. a mirror on yourself. That's what the series is. Yeah. Um, which is cool, but also like maybe they're running out of weird twists to capture you. You know what I'm saying? Well, which is hard. I mean, I, we watched most of this current episode. We didn't finish it yet. Yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I liked some of them. Oh, yeah? Some of them are still surprising to me. Because uh, essentially it's like, let's get into this weird scenario and let's see what happens once we're in that. Okay. Yeah, right. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess at this point, I kind of want to spoil maybe some of the episodes. Watch it if you like it. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we're not spoilable. Like, which one was your favorite episode? Well, I'll just talk about the premise. Yeah. There's two that I liked. One was the uh, the kid was like making a documentary. Yeah. That's, I like that one too. Yeah. Because that's more of a horror one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and essentially goes home, tells, he's trying to do a documentary about a serial killer from his hometown and then learns more about it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really interesting one the the one where it's like a reflection of netflix where yeah there's like um they're telling someone's life in a netflix series you like that one i think it was interesting i don't know if it landed perfect but i like the i think it was a good first episode for the season because sure. it kept, kept you intrigued that the mirror is on itself now on, yeah. on the streaming service <laughs> if you will but the other one i also enjoyed was the one with aaron paul yeah, that w- that was really really weird. The whole premise. I don't know if the ending was good, just because you didn't, you know. Sure. Yeah, I, that's I, why. I like the whole setup of it. Once we learned what's going on, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Some Americans can act. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, and then there's one that I was only like half paying attention to it. Yeah. And I kind of just thought like, this is a filler episode. It was. Okay. It was. And I was, like, I was disappointed. There was no big, real like thought provoking thing to it. Yeah. It literally felt like a rehash of a story we've seen before. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So, so lame. Uh, yeah. I didn't um, really care for that one that much. True. True. Previous seasons uh, had some great episodes like um, the one with, um, it was like a Star Trek parody. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. I yeah. Like, I like that one. You seen that one that was yeah. really cool um literally talking about like vr nowadays yeah. right i mean yeah, that was making a commentary on that mm-hmm. and like having power over things and controlling things mm-hmm. i thought that was really cool and just like weird internet people <laughs> sure yeah um yeah and then like the early ones they do are like kind of more uh lower budget right okay um, but like I said, like the, the intensity of what the characters go through is a bit more like there's the one where like someone's going through a reality show and it's like almost torture and she doesn't know it's a reality show. Yeah, that one was really good. Oh, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. That one's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the one that's titled, is it June Paracera? That's the one I cried at. That's the one that everyone's like, this is the best one. Yeah. Just because it was like the one say, like happy moment in the whole series, yeah, really. Everyone. It's like, no doubt that's everyone's favorite. Yeah. That, that one was my favorite for sure. And I hope they kind of fluctuate in their resolutions as far as how it, the motion you feel. Yeah. I, we haven't seen, we, there's literally like one more episode. We haven't see, watched the season yet. So I'm curious about it. Right. But we're just kind of watching it slowly every, every yeah. now and then. 
Um, yeah, I think the the guy that's like known, like that makes the series, the show run or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think people are like, oh, he's jumped the shark or whatever. Or he's really yeah he's running out. He's running out of ideas, uh, which I would do. Yeah, it's one guy that does it. I think like it's his like direction. You know, like oh, his. Really? I I would think like you need a lot of writers for this. I I think there's a lot of writers, but he's a showrunner. It's like his baby or whatever. Okay, because even even the look and feel of each episode is totally different. Yeah, yeah, which oh, I yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, the settings and stuff are completely different all the time right yeah. sometimes you don't know like is this in the future or the past like that's how you have to figure that out while you're watching I mean it could literally be otherworldly or different yeah. timeline it could be in the past thing. but have technology we don't have yet which <laughs> so, is like well, let's we can do what we want yeah yeah. so that's always interesting yeah yeah Um, give it a try if you are a Black Mirror fan I mean you're gonna anyways isn't Black Mirror a Batman story it is yeah I think uh, the Black Mask character is the main, oh, char- main villain okay. yeah. yeah I think that was introduction of that character okay if, if i'm correct or not i don't know mm. all right maybe i'll i'll read that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah have batman batman fixes everything have right, him yeah. in the, in the series. i was waiting for batman to show up yeah all these episodes. where is he <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've both been kind of enjoying that. Uh, what have you been enjoying this week? Um, okay, uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Ding, 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 ding. Again, you, you tell me the story. Ding, 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 ding. You know what I'm talking about? Ding, 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 ding. Okay, it's, now tell me the- Is that Happy Days? Pl- okay. <laughs> uh, we watched Mission Impossible, Age of Ultron. <laughs> it, Infinity War. Inf- it's, uh- the newest Mission Impossible movie. Of course, I don't want to spoil it because it just came out. Right. Thanos wins. <laughs> Say this. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite Mission Impossible. Yeah. I don't think it is for mine either. Mm-hmm. I liked it though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's getting formulaic, I think. Huh. Maybe. And I think Tom Cruise, it's a combination of um, maybe uh, not as silly or ridiculous as a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. But they do like go all over the world like those movies do. Sure. Yeah. And have action sequences in different cities, part of the world. That's part of the fun, yeah. So that's part of it. It has um, James Bond vibes, obviously, because he's a spy and saving the world and adding a new Bond girl every time. Okay, sure. Yeah. He, he does do that. Yeah. That's so uh, just tall that. enough. Right, yeah. <laughs> right height. A certain type every time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I usually enjoy these movies more than those other movies. Oh wow! I think Mission Impossible is one of my favorite franchises. But I will say, like, it is getting close to those like um, Marvel movies almost nowadays. As far as like too much, too hard to like over over top the previous. Oh. So um, I don't know if I, I'm vibing with the story as much as the other ones did. Um. Yeah. I thought like the the big bad mm-hmm. it was like okay come on sure right like the big bad of this thing it was like yeah we are getting into like cars in space level <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. of like crazy yeah. which I was and also like at the same time it's like even the start of the movie was like this is a very serious vibe mm-hmm. which you, you get with these movies but more like scary serious mm-hmm. you know um, when they kind of reveal the villain I'm just like it's been done oh okay you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I'm not super excited for it and then when they do like you know every Mission Impossible the middle kind of like tense action sequence 
is some kind of like tech thing. Mm. Like in the previous ones, when they invaded the Kremlin, they had this like fake video wall that they would like try to like sneak behind and yeah. no one could see them because it's like a video wall. It looks just like uh, the room's empty. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that thing. And the one they had in this one, which was during the airport scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it, it's just getting too like convenient for the story sometimes. Oh, it's almost like, but it's like the real world. Like technology is sure. actually approaching yeah. too fast. We're, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm sure we're halfway there already, what he was doing. Yeah. But the villain was using it too, and I think like that's maybe like a little like, oh, that's too easy. Too easy? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, what can he, how can he win over this or something? Yeah, it's like, oh, if he can do that, then- What's the point? Well, how? Yeah. Just have technology win. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as like, you know, tension building scenes and stuff, it still has a lot of that. Okay. It's still really fun. Um, I, I do wish, <laughs> I wish the franchise cared about its characters more. <laughs> Re- oh, really? I feel like, like if you're not Ethan Hunt, right? The main character, Tom Cruise, uh, you, you, they don't care about you as much. You're almost expendable. Sure. <laughs> We're getting to the expendables range. Yeah. Or just like we can deal away with you. And I'm not saying like that, but I'm just saying like Ethan Hunt can do no wrong and everyone else is needs to be saved by him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a Tom Cruise. Sure. Like glory fic. Right? We're going to make him look super cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he's putting the work. Right. Um, but I mean, all, acting is, is good in it. Characters return from previous ones, even from like ones that they were not in together. Oh, yeah. So like previous movies are colliding now. Yeah. To this one. Worlds are colliding. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, it's called part one. It ends in a cliffhanger that, um, you know, you got to watch part two. Yeah. How long do you think this series is going to run? Like, there's going to be a part two to Dead Reckoning. Yeah. And uh, is there going to be like, what, 15 more movies? It's weird because do you think it survive, the franchise survive without Tom Cruise? I think it could get a, yeah, a spinoff character is the main, new main character. Yeah. Someone to take over? Yeah. I mean, it's the IMF. It's not Tom Cruise. It's not Ethan Hunt. Yeah. I wonder if they're gearing up for that. They might be. Yeah. 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 Maybe we haven't even introduced that character yet. Yeah. Uh, Because I feel like, yeah, we're going to get a part two and then maybe one final film for this kind of like generation, whatever, if if they want to continue on after. A conclusion. Yeah. So Dead Reckoning part two and then maybe one more to close out this chapter. Wow. Okay. To bridge the phases. Maybe. They have phases now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's definitely a lot of um, exposition in this this movie yeah the, like the first half was just like explaining to the audience because if you haven't watched any of them you're not going to get it okay yeah it's too dense of a backstory that they're trying to catch you up on so there's there's characters just telling other characters what is going on and i think that added to the seriousness of the beginning of the movie is like this yeah. is too intense at the front yeah. and when i think of mission possible it is like a lot of times fun and then as you get more into the movie it does twist and kind of gets ridiculous yeah and like almost they kind of all did it now <laughs> it's too ridiculous so the big stunt that they have is him driving a motorcycle off of a mountain, then parachuting off of that jump. Yeah. And then did you enjoy that scene in the movie? Did that impact you as big as the other big stunts from other Mission Impossible movies? I don't think it did. I think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, clinging onto an airplane yeah. was cooler and harder to do. I think the Burj Khalifa was a better one. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think I think it didn't. It was not as crazy. The what I think also was like a redo. Well, like kind of another beat was like the train like falling off the edge. Yeah, we kind of got that in the last movie with the helicopter. So it's yeah. like kind of similar. 
like the Uncharted video game feel. Well, I was going to say a lot of this movie, and this is maybe mild spoilers, has a lot of nods to other previous Mission Impossible movies. Oh, yeah? There's like um, scenes where they're fighting on top of a train while it's moving. That's a nod to the first Mission Impossible. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, because that movie ends with a train fight and they're on top of the train, stuff like that. Okay. Another re- uh, rehashes of those. Yes. And then there's a scene where there's a confrontation on like a little bridge in like Dark Alley. Yeah. That's also kind of reminiscent of scenes in the first one. I remember that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like Italy or something. like I don't know what country, but yeah. So I get what they're doing. They're trying to bring this full circle. Mm. So I I do hope the next one is better though. I think it did run long actually at some points, like they kind of dragged. But at the same time, it's giving me what I want. It's just long, more too much of that. Like it's yeah. fun adventure that's top notch, and then there's some laughs in there. Mm-hmm. So I can't frown on it for that, but just maybe cut it down some mm. less exposition. I um I think I need to see it again to grasp my head around everything that's going on. Yeah, but I, I'm not gonna watch it in the theater again. But I, when it comes out on streaming or whatever, I, I do want to watch it again. There's a lot of new characters. Yeah, and I have to like remember like okay, so there's a MacGuffin. There's technically two MacGuffins. The yeah. whole movie is they're trying to combine these two keys to make one big super key that (laughs) unlocks something, right? Yes. And I kept forgetting who has the keys. Oh. I'm like, because it keeps switching hands so many times in the movie and the bad guy has it. No, the good guy has it. The uh, the person in between has it. So like, I'm always confused on who possessed what. That's a good point. I wasn't even tracking. I'm just like, I'm watching them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to zone out with this. Yeah. The and then like the big question of what unlocks is like this is too yeah uh fuzzy right like what's going on right but uh, all in all I would say it's a decent summer blockbuster movie it's like has everything you want for that yeah um but I, I need to watch the second one to to really feel like if this movie was a complete story how the how long can he do this Tom Cruise he's sixty one we looked 61, it up sixty one yeah yeah how many more can, does he have in him how old is Harrison Ford Harrison Ford yeah he's got to be like uh, eighty one I think you think he's Twenty years older? I think so. Wow. So there you go. Tom Cruise has twenty more years. <laughs> All right, do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have for side stories. Do you have anything else? That's it for me. Well, guys, thank you again for tuning in this week. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just find us in your podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. The best place to do that is on our Apple Podcast page. That gets the most um, views for listeners to tune it, tune into us. So if you can, please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. And if I could add something to your to-do list also, please subscribe to us. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all those social medias. We're at The Reader Copy Podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Once again, we'll be back next week. Brand new news, brand new story, brand new side stories. Until then, Daniel, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.